Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Thursday, April 8th of the Octave of Easter. And once again, my friends, I wish you Easter blessings. Happy Easter. Uh, May the joys of this Easter octave, of this Easter day, of this Easter season, boy, may it stay with you and I not only these eight days, not only during this octave, but always, because that is the ultimate truth, the ultimate reality. Resurrection, resurrection, resurrection. It is so good. So here's the deal. Yesterday, I talked for 24 minutes. That is the longest podcast I've ever given. I originally started these podcasts wanting to go 10 to 15 minutes, and then knowing my the fact that I babble a lot, I then settled with myself that I'd go 15 to 20. 24 is unacceptable to me. So let's get right to today's gospel. We're going to move through, and we're going to see if we can keep it to around 15 to 17, but let's see what, where this goes. Lord knows. Um, So we're going to stay in Luke's gospel. We're going to pick up immediately after yesterday's story. So if you remember, yesterday was the road to Emmaus. And then at the end, the two disciples, Clopas, maybe Mary and Clopas, both of them, run all the way back and tell the disciples they have seen Jesus and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. So we're in Jerusalem. We're in the upper room on Easter Sunday night. And this story takes place. So we're in Luke 24, 35 to 48. My friends are reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The disciples of Jesus recounted what had taken place along the way and how they had come to recognize him in the breaking of the bread. While they were still speaking about this, he stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. But they were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. Then he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do questions arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you can see I have. And as he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While they were still incredulous for joy and were amazed, he asked them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of baked fish. He took it and ate it in front of them. He said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still uh, still with you, that everything written about me in the Law of Moses and in the Prophets and Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. My friends, the gospel of the Lord Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Okay, so where do we start with, uh, with this gospel? So the first thing is, remember, so Jesus has appeared in Luke's gospel to Peter. We know that because as the two disciples from Emmaus came, Uh, and were standing in their midst. The disciples were overjoyed because they said to him, Jesus has appeared to Peter. 
And, uh, and then they, the two disciples from Emmaus, let's say uh, Mary and Clopas, um, talked to them about how Jesus came to, to walk with them and uh, how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. And it's wonderful because that same idea that Jesus coming in to their presence and breaking open God's word and helping them understand what has been in front of them all this time, but all of a sudden it's like the scales fall from their eyes. He helps them to see in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms all the words that were written about him and all the things that must take place. And it's like they get it and they're like, ah. Yeah, but it wasn't done for that alone, he says, because thus it is written, you know, that Christ would suffer and die and on the third day rise uh, for the forgiveness of sins. But all of this would be preached to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem, and you are witnesses to these things. So he's inviting them into that process. Remember that at the end of the Mass, we're sent, right? Go forth and, and, and preach the, the Word of God. Go in, in oh gosh, like, <laughs> I've heard it a thousand times in my life, and here I'm stumbling over what they say. You know, at the, what we're sent at the end of every liturgy. Go forth and, and live the gospel with your life. Um, we are sent, and just as those people from Mass, remember that whole, that, that, that gospel speaks to us of the Mass, and they are sent, they run seven miles from Emmaus to Jerusalem because they have to tell people about it. Well, now he's inviting all the apostles, all the disciples into that, saying, you are witnesses to these things. You've got to be the people to, to talk about who I am. And, uh, and more, not just in the head, but in the heart. And, and that this idea of being a witness, brothers and sisters, is more than just uh, speaking Jesus's name and helping people come to it. But it's that part where it says they were still incredulous with joy. That, that their, their best friend, their God, their, their, their Messiah, their, their companion uh, is alive is alive, and they're incredulous with joy at it. And that, my friends, I think more than any words they speak, is how we witness, and it's how they witnessed. Are we incredulous with joy? Do we, do we get at a level of heart, at a, at a level uh, of gut, that our God lives? I know that my Redeemer lives, to echo those words of Job, Right? I know that my Redeemer lives. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and to be able to witness that joy that comes from it, um, that amazement, that, that I, I would run seven miles to tell you attitude. Uh, you know, I, I, Paul VI said this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow the quote, but, it, but I'm going to get the idea right. Paul VI, of course, who was Pope back in from 1963 to 1978, so 15 years, Paul VI, said, listen, the world listens to witnesses better than teachers. And if it listens to witnesses, it's because, or, and he says, and if they listen to teachers, if the world listens to teachers, it's only because they were first witnesses. Brothers and sisters, we witness. Jesus invites the apostles to be his witnesses, not just by breaking open, here's how the law of Moses, and here's how the, the prophets and the Psalms all point to me. 
That's being teachers. So we can teach, this is how the law does that. He invites them to be witnesses by his very presence, by the fact that the first words out of his mouth were not, my goodness, where were you people? What was wrong with you? Why did you deny me? Why did you betray me? Why did you lock yourselves up here for fear of the Jews? Didn't you trust me? Didn't you listen to me? There was no scolding. His first words were, peace be with you. And once they knew it was him and that he was alive, his presence was real, they were incredulous. That's how we witness. We witness by something far deeper than our knowledge of Christ. It's good to have knowledge because we need to teach too. But if the world listens to teachers, it's only because they were first witnesses. How do we witness? That's first point today to ponder. Second is this, and then I'll be quiet. You know, they, Jesus popped into their, into their midst, and, and it's so funny to me. He says, peace be with, be with you to them. But they were startled terrified, and he said to them, why are you troubled? <laughs> why, why am I troubled? Because my door was locked, because you were not in here, and all of a sudden you're in here. That's going to trouble me. I don't know about you, that's going to trouble me. And so I think that's kind of a funny thing. Um, I'd be startled. I'd be terrified, um, even though his message was one of peace. Because clearly they were confused, not only because all of a sudden there's this presence standing here, and I was on the other side of a locked door, but who is this? And, and then he gets to it and says, why do questions arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet that it is I myself. What were the identifying marks? Remember, Jesus, not just here, but, but in the, in the uh, story of Emmaus, they didn't recognize him, right? Uh, in the story of Mary Magdalene at the garden, she thought he was the gardener. Um, they don't recognize him either. So what does he use to identify himself? He uses his wounds. Why else would he show them his hands and his feet? Because even though he may not look same, that, that somehow in our glorified bodies, we are the same yet different. But yet Jesus carries his wounds with him. Any of you who were at um, uh, service on Good Friday at Holy Rosary, Father John's homily was amazing. And he talked about that. But, but I'll just give the, the Reader's Digest condensed version because I promised I won't go 24 minutes today. But it was this. Essentially, when he was growing up, a friend of his parents came over for a picnic, and this friend of theirs had a tattoo marked on her wrist, on both of her wrists. And Father John, I think he was seven, eight years old, ten years old, he asked, what is that? And his parents were like, no, no, you know, tried to change the subject because they knew what it was. And she said, no, it's okay. I, I, I'm, I'm proud of this now. I want people to ask me. It's why I wear short sleeve shirts so people see it so I can talk about it. And she was in Auschwitz, and that was the tattoo that they tattooed on her, that she was a prisoner. And she, she used those wounds to help teach how we must remember this. This can never happen again. Brothers and sisters, you and I carry wounds. They may not be as exterior as, as the, a tattoo mark from Auschwitz, but we carry wounds with us. They may not define who we are uh, in the sense that, that 
we get stuck there and we become victim to them. Clearly she was not. This was 40 years later or so. And she had used this as a teaching tool to help build up a new world, a world that is not going to shape and form itself in the image of Auschwitz and the death that it carried, but the life that can come through it. Brothers and sisters, how about the wounds we carry? The hurts that we have um, had inflicted upon us, uh, the times where we have been victim and we didn't ask to be, the wounds we carry from the shame and the guilt from inflicting wounds on other people. How do we, uh, how do we, my friends, not get stuck there, but yet embrace them, befriend them, and allow them to shape and form us anew in a new way, not so that we get stuck on the violence or the, or the death that they lead us to, but the new life that they can bring us to because we become new by them and we can help create the world anew, uh, not in the image of wounds, but by the knowledge and the wisdom. I'll use that word, the wisdom that those wounds have given us and the new life that they have given us. Jesus carried his wounds even in his glorified body. Brothers and sisters, we carry the wounds in us even incredulous a joy over the resurrection, not only then, but in our life today. But we still carry them. We can either be victim to them or we can allow them to invite us into that new life and help form this new world around us today and use them as a defining part of how this world can be, not when we receive them, but what it can lead us to. So those are the things I invite us to ponder through this wonderful gospel today. Uh, And so let us pray. Let us bring our wounds, our needs, our intentions before our loving mother, and let's place them in her arms today. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth glorious mystery, the Assumption of Mary. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, be well. Have the best Thursday. And once again, happy Easter. Maybe you be incredulous with joy.